Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Growing Lean podcast sponsored by Lean Discovery Group. This is your host, Dylan Burke, also known as Deej. I'm happy to be here with Karen Lang, founder and CEO of Okanti. Welcome, Karen. Well, thanks for having me. It's my absolute pleasure. Um, so to get us started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your history, your background, and how you ended up the founder and CEO of Okanti? Right. Um, well, I have a path that has combined some a few threads, I think. Uh, I was introduced to mindfulness and caregiving 30 plus years ago. Um, and in that, uh, started a journey of thinking about how we care for people. And I ended up with a career in maternal health and working with pregnant and parenting people and providing models and innovations on how we deliver care in homes um, and thinking about the um, uh, care quality issue has been a, a through line. So I've worked with doulas, midwives, lactation consultants in this whole ecosystem of pregnancy supports uh, for the last 30 years and also was working with physicians and other care providers and how can we improve care quality. And um, and at the time, I actually was doing a lot of work around mindfulness and personhood and thinking about how we can help providers do better in the care of patients by taking care of themselves and, and having a, a method for, um, for self-regulation and self-care as they do the work so that they wouldn't burnt out. Um, and now I've turned my attention to systems and building technology solutions that can deliver those models of support, um, filling gaps in the in the care system in a in a way that uh, I think is needed in our maternal health crisis that we've been in for some time. <laughs> so, um, so I know that was a bit of a long a long way, but sometimes I I, I I'm a practitioner myself and uh, have this background in mindfulness and and the fact that I now am leading and uh, growing a technology company is an interesting, interesting step, but it all makes perfect sense to me that I'm trying to uh, get at the root of some of the obstacles to creating great care. Okay, amazing, amazing. So in one or two sentences, what does Okanti do? So Conti uh, is building an ecosystem of pregnancy support systems through two levers. One is technology, and we've built the Care Finder, which is an all-in-one matching, scheduling, booking, and practice management solution so that pregnant and parenting people can find and build their circle of support. Um, and that is known to improve outcomes the other lever that we pull is community and thinking about how we can build a community of those very fragmented doulas and lactation consultants and physical therapists. There's a wide range of people that I call carepreneurs that have long been serving and supporting their communities. Um, and now we're recognizing that that's a key driver of improving outcomes and integrating it into the healthcare systems. So Conti wants to solve for that infrastructure that's needed to be able to actually deliver those models of care. Okay, amazing, amazing. And 
who is your ideal customer? Um, what what demographic is it? Is it all pregnant women or is it specific demographics? Well, as a marketplace, we, we have a trajectory of first building our network effect. Um, sorry about that. Phone is going off here. Um, and, and so actually the, the primary um, user and customer of our uh, platform are the doulas themselves. And we're looking at people who are providing home and community-based supports, a lot of not-for-profits that are forming, um, as well as small organizations, worker-owned collectives. So we really want to think about designing our solution around those workers. And we have, and we're excited um, about how it's being received by them. When it comes to pregnant and parenting people seeking care, yes, you know, we usually don't say our product is for everyone, um, but anyone who is pregnant, we want to have access. And one of the things that we're getting at is the bias that takes place when physicians tend to refer who can afford to pay, who deserves care. Um, we want to be sure that everyone has access to those support systems and that ecosystem of providers out there. And then um, our uh, phase two growth strategy is to really be uh, working with payers and and demonstrating that we can save them millions, if not billions of dollars um, by leveraging this disparate and, and fragmented workforce. Okay, that, that's awesome. Uh, love to hear it. And what stage of your business are you in right now? Uh, you told me offline that you had just launched your MVP. So are you still in like very early stages? Yeah, we are. We are early stage. Um, we launched the Care Collective, which was designed to be a support system where there's an exchange of learning and mentorship um, within the care professionals. And we launched that in January. We launched our MVP in more or less September. Um, and some of the early traction that we're excited about is that we um, are thinking about how we can really get regional markets to, um, to show, you know, are they interested in, in collaborating over competition, basically, is our big, our big thesis, right? Well, all these providers who have been um, kind of developing their own thing, will they be interested in, in, in being a part of an organization that preserves and really honors their autonomy while at the same time creating ways to collaborate? And so our early traction is exciting because we have four states. We have mem we have fifty six members in four states right now, and we've got um, an event that we're doing in Arkansas. So we're in Midwest states, but we're already seeing that there's strong interest in other areas as well. So um, so yeah, we're we're just starting our fundraise and uh, all of those things that are particularly. Um, uh, challenging <laughs> for founders at this point <laughs> right you're 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 driving and engaging with your members and and building the solution so that they get value and at the same time of course trying to um, raise the funds that you need to keep it going but 100 percent. yeah that, that was actually my next question is <laughs> what have been the biggest challenges that you faced in getting this uh, started um i guess you, you did answer <clears throat> them mostly are there any other like big challenges that you faced? Well, you know, I think that we're in clearly in a social impact space, 
but we're also really can can be a very successful company and and give a return to our investors. So I think finding that um, way of communicating our message that we're we're in a space that's growing. This is a very timely opportunity. Um, we're finally turning our attention to solving the crisis that we've been in, in our maternal health system. And pregnancy supports are so key. And there's a lot of money that's going towards not-for-profits and training, but I just, I know that without an infrastructure and without the kind of support system that we create, we are, um, we're risking another industry that relies on underpaid care workers. And so I think my biggest challenge has been speaking to our really big heart and our mission driven focus, um, and also finding the right uh, funders who can also see that this is a no brainer opportunity when it comes to saving money in our care system while improving outcomes and saving lives. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. And um, if we were to meet again, let's say in 12 months, and everything that could have possibly gone right has gone right, what does your business look like today? Well, um, we, uh, we would have 500 members, um, we'd be expanding into at least eight markets, although I'm excited that we're already more, <laughs> we're already well on our way to that milestone. Um, and uh, we would be we would be serving families in a way that would I think our first our, our early milestone calculations are that you know even in our early years we can be saving five hundred thousand dollars in healthcare spending on preventable complications right and and the other side of that dollar amount are our lives that are impacted by having better outcomes. We also know that um, there's epigenetic effects. So a, a pregnancy today that we can save from being complicated is laying the groundwork for a healthier generation down the road. Um, we would be uh, really proving our network effect and building up that workforce would, um, would allow us to be really digging into the um, the payer partnerships that we're in the midst of 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 being uh, of starting I, I don't want to go too much into it but right now we're in we're in a really wonderful place where we didn't think that we would have opportunities to work with big payers until we were maybe in year two or three or four and we're in a situation right now where we think that that could be expedited so that's very exciting um, so our growth trajectory is. Uh, is still to build that network and and then to prove our value with the payers. So that's amazing. I'm I'm so excited be, for you. Hopefully we'll be we'll be talking about those partnerships a year from now. So <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um and if you have to choose one metric of your business that is most likely to help you get there, what what would that be? Mm. <clears throat> I think that um you know, it, it, it's really those those matches or those bookings, right? That we want to see people using care that's available to them. We want to get the opportunities to our members, um, and and so that's 
that's a key driver that we're doing things right, that we are um, supporting the ecosystem of the workforce and also getting care to families. Okay, that that's that's awesome. I I love it. Um, and do you have any advice for other business owners looking to succeed in your industry? Well, in the industry of of the um, pregnancy support systems, we are actually launching a um, a birth plan for birth workers. Um, program this this spring, we really want to see that these organizations, like I said, they might be small groups of five people in a collective, or they might be a not-for-profit organization that's a community-based doula program that may have 20 or 30 providers, and some organizations may have up to 150 or more providers. We really want to give them the tools that they need to succeed and to maintain their, their autonomy um, so we'll have lots of advice for them and, and they should follow us and, and look for some of the, um, the offerings that we're going to have in the new year. We really want to build a community of meaningful mentorship for those providers to be successful. If, um, if someone is in a space like me trying to have impact on solving a pervasive problem, um, and thinking about how to use a for-profit vehicle to do that in social impact spaces, I think um, I think it's it's really important to to be in an ecosystem of support. You know, we there there are ways to match our passion with profit and creating sustainable businesses, um, but it it's harder. I mean, right now fundraising is harder for everyone. Um, there's no easy way through, and and uh, and I think we just need each other. I mean, our our motto for Oconte is stronger together and. I know that I am incredibly grateful for all of the people that have had my back and 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 cheer me on and give me good sound advice and um and so I hope to always be that for other people too. Amazing, hundred percent. Um, there's the saying that I like, which you just reminded me of: if if you want the world to be a brighter place, you've got to light other candles with your flame. And I think I think it's such an amazing quotes i'm not sure where it came from uh but i've just i've just loved that quote for a while and sounds like yes. you you also do <laughs> oh my um, gosh yes i love it yeah, yeah so i also wanted to ask i see you launched uh about a year and a half ago which was right like slap bang in the middle of chat gpt being released of all these uh generative ai tools coming to market um are you making use of these tools that are at your disposal well, you know, I because I've been a creator, a trainer, an entrepreneur in this space, I have volumes of content, like so much content <laughs> that it's a huge asset, but it's also like having, you know, an, an attic full of all these things, right? And and you know that you don't want to just throw them out. They're valuable, but how do you how do you repurpose them? Um and so I think that one of the ways that we've been using um, the AI is really looking at repurposing content and 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 thinking about um, how that can further our, our digital marketing outreach. You know, we we want 
we want to bring value to the community, whether they're members or not. And I think that, um, you know, we, uh, yeah, it, it, it's just, it's really hard to stay on top of content. Okay. Even when, even when you have it. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so I, I really appreciated your time today, Karen. That w- it's been amazing. And I'm super excited to see what the future holds for you. Um, so we, we are unfortunately out of time for the interview, but what is the best way for people to reach out to Karen Lang if you have any offers for them or if they're just looking to follow your journey? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, you can visit our oconti.com website and sign up. Um, for our newsletters and and we also are having info sessions for providers uh, and people who are what I call carepreneurs and community builders in the space, people working for health equity. Um, and then the Oconti, uh, uh, the carefinder.oconti.com is where our community can just sign up and get a listing so that their work serving their communities can be recognized amazing amazing thank you so much karen i i really appreciate your time and insights thanks dish